Hey everyone, and welcome to another Yogi Misfit Sessions. My name is Danny Pomploon. I wonder how many times I can change that or make it sound funny. And I am still your host. So we have session 70 today, and I have the pleasure and the honor of, or had rather, uh, interviewing Mama Janet Stone. I call her Mama Janet because she's, I don't know, I call her like a yoga mama. Um, but she is an amazing, magical human creature who just just spreads this practice of bhakti and love to so many people out there. Janet is one of the one uh, one of the main influencers as to why I started chanting. Um, whereas beforehand, I used to be really scared about it and I made fun of it. She made it really accessible to me, and and it's now opened up this other dimension in my mind and in my heart. Um, and now I get to share that with many other people. So. Yeah, it was super great to have her on the show. She shares her wisdom. She reminds us to get out of the story and out of the drama and just, you know, connect to our inner teacher. And she's just a ball of light and love. And it's just really every time I talk to her, I just feel like I'm getting a big old hug from the universe. So I have no doubt in my mind that you guys will feel the same. And tribe, I highly recommend you check out the amazing Brett Larkin's online yoga teacher training. Brett is not only one of the best yoga teachers I know, having taught at companies like Google and Pinterest, she's also an online juggernaut with people consuming over 3 million minutes of her YouTube content each month. Brett offers the most respected and interactive online yoga teacher training courses that gives a flexible way for you to become a registered yoga teacher and really change your life. The truly great thing about studying online is that it offers so much more flexibility and allows you to learn at your own pace. Plus, once you sign up, the resources are yours to keep forever. And remember, those of you that are already teachers can take the program at a discounted rate for continuing education credits with Brett. So head over to brettlarkin.com forward slash Danny. Again, that's brettlarkin.com forward slash Danny, which is linked in the show notes below. To download the brochure that has tons of information on the course and how you can transform your life in just a few short months. Use the coupon code Danny when you sign up to get $100 off the course. That's $100 off the course. On top of that, when you use the coupon code Danny, you'll also get my free flight school videos, which are super fun to do. Registration closes April 30th, so make sure you head over to brettlarkin.com slash Danny to sign up before then. Registration is also almost full, so make sure you reserve your spot before it's too late. As always, I love iTunes. The show love iTunes. You love leaving reviews on iTunes because it makes the show grow. Yay for that. <laughs> so in order for, to, for me to continue to book these really awesome guests and just keep the show going, it really helps for you guys to send a little bit of love via iTunes. It takes two minutes to write a quick review. There's a little link below that tells you how to do it. Please leave a review if you get a second. Without further ado, here comes this week's session. Sonia Bologna, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Danny Babani. <laughs> People are probably like, what is Sonia Bologna? <laughs> it's the vegan type. Well, I mean, that's ob obviously it has to be, right? <laughs> yeah. Hello. So um, I often come into teaching after Janet and I always, how many, I have come up with how many names for you now? 
Oh, well, we can't count them. There are <laughs> numerous. <laughs> Feel free to spend our time. We can just go through all the names that I, ha I now have. <laughs> we, we, we should tell everyone what we were doing before we started recording. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not positive they want to do that, but it is a type of chanting, isn't it? <laughs> I'm into it. Listen, I had fun with it. I was laughing. Like yoga of laughter. I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Essentially trying to make the most amount of noise. Yeah, totally. Totally. There's these little waveforms and we were trying to see whose waveform could be the loudest. And who won? Yours was the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. Yeah, and that was a great show. See you guys later. <laughs> oh, man. Mama Stone, how are you? How is everything? I'm doing really well. Just watching my children grow and showing up as much as possible on this path of practice. And really super grateful yeah, for it I, all. I have to say, it's really cool to watch from a distance how much motherhood has has like, I mean, your teachings, I know, come from being a mom. And I didn't really, like, you know, as I started to get to know you a little bit better and practice with you a bit more and study and whatnot, I was like, oh, wow, that's so cool. And we've, you know, even you've, you've mentioned it in classes about how your, your, your daughters teach you and how it's, you know, it's like a reminder to come back every day. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, I would just never come home. <laughs> no, you know, in truth, honestly, I had, you know, what a lot would call a pretty serious practice for, for, decades before my children came along and it looked very different and it, and it involved, um, a lot of, you know, what we read and the restraints and a lot of the asanas and three hour practices a day, but really parenting is uh, a level of practice that is, um, kind of what the practice and the teachings are honestly about in the end, nothing really, uh, I think, a tiny fraction mention, you know, body and asana. And so what, what the teachings have unfolded for me in this journey of parenting is truly humbling, ass whooping, you know, just ego crushing in all the most beautiful and potent ways that one can not even fathom until they arrive in this place. And any ways in which uh, yoga was some sort of exercise in um, self-reinforcing of ego has just diminished to a point of where uh, I really understand the teachings on a day-to-day -day basis because you must live them if you want to be present at all along this journey, parenting or otherwise, but certainly in the face of, you know, having your children sort of hold up a mirror to you and vice versa. Yeah. I mean, even small, like small things, like, well, not small things, but like other relationships I know have taught me, like really bring back the yoga with friendships, with, mm -hmm. you know, partners in life with, oh my gosh, like you, it, one of the things that you drive home a lot, for those of you that have never taken a Janet Stone class, I would recommend that you get to one as soon as you can. Um, but the reminders that you give, like our biggest teachers in life that we really have to bow forward to and say thank you to are our mothers and our fathers and our mm -hmm. brothers and our sisters and mm -hmm. our husbands and our wives and our, our kids. Cause man, those people, they push our buttons. Yeah. Otherwise yoga is a conceptual, uh, 
experience, you know, and it's all kind of based in some sort of uh, created bubble, you know, if, again, the mountaintop yoga, which is amazing and potent and, you know, aspects of enlightenment come that way. But um, for me, I just, my dharma happens to be that I'm in this world. And so that means I'm in a relational life and there is no um, deeper relational life than, of course, being a child, you know, and, and this <clears throat> experience of being in family and then also guiding others, uh, meaning your children, uh, along this path. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I want to, I kind of want to, I mean, I mean, I want to talk about this a little bit more, but I, I want to jump into a, a few things. Um, and like what better person to, to talk to about it? I, I can speak firsthand in my journey in this. I used to be, um, very afraid of chanting, and I used to like anything that we're not used to and something that we don't understand, we try to make fun of it or whatever to try to make light of it, you know, when really all we want to do is understand the thing or whatever. So I used to be like, oh, God, hippies and there they go chanting and oh, that's going to be like fun. And, and now, you know, the way I described it is I've had teachers in my life who really taught me how to organize myself and to unlock my physical body, right? Mm -hmm. And then I've had other teachers like yourself, you know, and 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 it has really has, has these other other teachers have have cracked open the physical body for me, and you in general have cracked open my heart, you know. And 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 something you know, just a, a share is you know, I, I currently take vocal lessons and do chanting with one of our mutual friends, Amber, and you know, I, I recently shared with her, I'm like, Amber, every time I'm done. The with in a, in a, in a chanting session or singing or whatever, I, like, I feel lighter. I feel happier. And her thing was like, she was like, well, of course, yeah, it's coming from your heart. No, there's a purification that happens really when we move out of the frontal lobe, meaning to say we move out of that constant state of longing and aversion, past and future. When we drop into vibrational uh, land, when we drop down into the of course, the beating heart, but the spiritual heart, the hridayam, it's as if we um, get to cleanse. It's almost like the, the best spa experience ever because <laughs> you yeah. you really uh, are cleansed from the inside out. And that vibration sort of can maybe shake loose some of the gripping attachment and uh, push and pull that we have in our almost continuous mental state. How How... When when you started this journey of chanting and and you know, there's so many things I want to ask and there's so many so many things but for me I was so afraid of it I was so scared of it in the sense that I didn't understand it I didn't understand the words I didn't know you know what was going on and I just I was really confused and it wasn't until uh, the summit where you happened to be there. And when you guided us into that first chant, you broke it all down. And I understood what I was saying. And I, I also was in this room with these other bodies that were just as uncomfortable, you know, I, I could tell. And then finally, when I saw their, you know, again, when, when they started vibrating, I too was like, okay, I'm going to pick up on that and go with it. And that was the moment where it was just, boom, it just snapped. And for whatever it was, something clicked and something shifted and something, something made sense where it started to make it easier and easier. Help us demystify this chanting thing and, and, and how accessible it actually it is and how beautiful it actually is. Yeah, well, there's so many layers within, you know, what you were just talking about. And it's really from 
the one to the many back to the one again, meaning to say that, you know, we all walk around sort of in our own uh, mental drama, life drama, and joys and sorrows, you know, all, all of it, not just negative drama, just all of it, you know, the, the being embodied and living this life. And, and we kind of feel confined within our thoughts, right? And so here's a moment. So let's speak about that moment specifically. I'm in front of hundreds of people from all around the world who are, you know, uh, spin teachers, and they're, they're not into yoga per se at all. And what we do is we come together and all we do is we make a sound and then we collectively feel like, oh, I hear that sound and that sound and that sound. And those sounds start to uh, come together and merge. And so our, our separateness, our sense of individuality merges into community. And really, ultimately, we all long to be a part of something. And we get to put aside in that moment specifically, in those moments specifically, we put aside our momentary, you know, even if just for that ohm or that moment, that sort of fades and melts and we have joined the collective and how potent is that by simply making a sound now whether it's you know chanting in mantra in your own language if it's another language but ultimately bhakti which you know the the tradition of chanting uh, is birthed from bhakti really is devotion and that we take the idea of devotion and we just uh, demystify that first, meaning to say, you know, a little bit in the West, we have these weird sensations or feelings or thoughts attached to the word devotion. And to me, devotion simply means allowing myself to be fully present with what is and be utterly in the moment. And so <clears throat> what that allows is for me to use my emotions as part of uh, the energy of devotion. This is to say that in traditional, in some of the, the yogas, we actually are about restraint of emotions, right? Bhakti says, uh-uh, give me all of your emotions. Put it into the fire, into the furnace. There's this amazing story where um, the, the oceans of consciousness are churning, 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 and we, they're looking for amrita. They're looking for this nectar that's going to come up, and it's just this divine thing that they're all thinking, yeah, we do the work, we're going to churn it. But no, what comes to the surface, Danny, is what's called halahala, and that is the most noxious poisoning, right? It bubbles up to the surface, kind of like our big plastic island that we have out there. And so it bubbles up to the surface, and you could just say, you know, if if you come even remotely in contact with it, it's over. But Shiva, uh, the god of yoga, or whatever you want to call it, this energy, this aspect of, of creation and destruction, leans over, opens his mouth, and slurps in the halahala. He slurps in all of this noxiousness, and he holds it in his throat, and he chants the mantra. And he turns it into this power. And so I know it's it's a bit of a story, but... It's this mythology for me that reminds me that we're all walking around with just below the surface with a lot of emotions, some that we're not so happy about or thoughts or feelings of greed and jealousy and all that stuff. And it's actually in bhakti yoga that we allow those to come forth and sort of we put them into the sound vibration. And in that sound vibration, whether you're alone in mantra or whether you're with one other or whether you're with thousands of others, that those join together in some way our attachment to that greed or jealousy or whatever the anger, that those actually are transmuted 
now into um, a direction of intention. So for me, I'm calling to Jay Ma, Jay Ma, Jay Ma, this more remembrance of my um, expression of life and how I express my life into the world. When you, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much, I mean, so much beauty in everything that you just said, said it's, it's, a, I love, it's the demystifying of it, that it's not this crazy out there, you know, thing that's not attainable that you can't actually get behind, you know, and, and in so many ways you like, I just, in so many ways you're like, we're saying Om and, you know, and, and Hare and then Om and, and, you know, when you, when you, when you explain to that people, it's, it's just. It's, it's a call or it's a reminder to remove suffering from yourself. Like that is something that I can get behind. And that's also something that I can get behind, like sharing with others, you know, like that reminder, whether, like you said, whether it's in your language or if you say it in any language you want to, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it, it's, yeah. And even, even just Shanti a few times, you know, like peace, peace and more peace. Yeah. Like you can't, more of, you can't, you can't, more you can't be angry at that. No. <laughs> and the, you know, the thing that I have found when I, and, and I, I chant, uh, 90%, 95% all in Sanskrit. And I, mm-hmm. and because I'm interested in it because also, you know, I've spent a lot of time in India, but mostly it's because when I get out of, my attachment to the words that I'm saying, there is something again that goes back behind the forebrain that speaks to a place in me that is um, awake beyond my mental fluctuations. It's the same with story and mythology, quite honestly. And so if I'm saying these words that I didn't grow up with cultural attachments to, peace, peace, peace. I have a lot of visuals that come up with that. When I say the word in English, peace, shanti, shanti, shanti. When I say that, you know, and and then I really learn the inflections. I I learn the meters that, that are offered, whether through Brahminical or the Vedic or through tantric shaivism, you know, whatever I learn that then it's, it, it doesn't have all these old attachments to me. It has a resonance. And that's truly what Sanskrit has it in the Sanskrit alphabet. Each sound has an absolute invocation in it. When you chant personally, whether it's, you know, at home or in your teaching, you know, whatever it is, wherever, where, where do you, what is it, what does it feel like for you? And where do you go? And like, in your, is it, in all the things in your mind and your heart and in your physical body, what is, it feels like love, Jan, Danny, yeah. it feels like love. It just, <laughs> and, and, and a place of meeting myself without yeah. judgment and a place, you know, I am not a singer and I've never trained in singing, but I have two albums because I just, I, 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 it just feels like, oh my goodness, love is pouring out of me and pouring back into me. Um, when I really get to share the, the mantra or the chanting or the resonance that um, feels so potent to me. When you see people getting cracked open, what, uh, what is that experience like for you? Yeah. uh, It just feels uh, joyful, whether it's cracked open in tears of sorrow, tears of joy, laughter, goofiness, like, what are we doing? This is so silly. Um, and then, and the thing is, if anyone's just walking toward mantra in their life or bhakti or chanting is it's, it's meant to 
kind of test all, just like yoga asana, it's meant to test all of your boundaries. It's meant to sort of clean you out and ring you out. It's not much different than that, whether it's ring you out through, you know, tear. I have people come up to me all the time and they say, I don't know why I'm crying, you know, after we've just chanted <laughs> and they couldn't put it. And I said, you don't need to know. It, it's it's just it's the uh, once again going back to the power of emotion, really being offered into the stream of a moment, and we ring ourselves out and we wake ourselves up that way. When you 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 brought up a couple of things and it made me think about like you know when I was like you said you're not a singer you know and and I I don't, I'm not a singer either are you kidding like I feel like when I do these lessons I'm like I'm glad it's in the privacy of my home. You know, yeah. my, my poor neighbors. <laughs> Not at all. They probably love it. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I I always remind myself, I forget who was it said it, but it's like when you're when you chant, it's um, you know, like when when a when a child comes home from school, you know, a young child comes home from school and they and they bring home, you know, you your mom. When your daughters came home and they gave you the macaroni necklace, you weren't like oh my God, this is a mess. You know, you received it and you're like, oh, thank you. I love, like, thank you so much for this gift. Well, it, you know, it's, it's, it's not this, I mean, Jai essentially says flat out when, you know, a child is calling to its mother, the mother doesn't say, oh, you're mispronouncing mama ever, yeah, you know, and that's, yeah. it's not, yeah. it's not dissimilar in that. And whether you feel like it's, you know, the mama is outside, but it's really this aspect of self that we're invoking when I'm invoking, uh, particular aspects of the one, meaning deities, if I'm actually calling to specific deities and not just Shanti, it's really my own invocation in that aspect to wake up within me, to Ganesh, the remover of obstacles, same. It's, yeah, you can think it's so trippy and far out and out there, but all I'm doing is asking myself to be, to show up and begin again and begin again and begin again in each new breath that I don't go get hooked up and lost in old stories. And it's so accessible you know, these are ancient, uh, these are ancient mantras, some of them and chants that have been handed down for thousands of years. You just think of all the births and deaths that have been woven through like the thread of Om through all the lives. To me, that just blows me away. And so then when I get concerned, so to go back to what you're saying, when I get concerned about my voice, oh, I just go, I'm one of the voices along this thread of thousands of years. Uh, yeah. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about the invocation, carrying that thread from my ancestors, my teachers, my family, my my beliefs or whatever, you know, sparked me about chanting, carrying it through to the next, to you, Danny, and to, you know, those who have come across my path who now are out around this world. I have people in Korea who are chanting my chance and you know these offerings it's all i'm doing is just carrying the thread for the time that i have here that's it so beautifully it's so beautifully sad man there's so much to that everyone rewind and listen to that two more times <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, i feel like my like mic drop. mic drop but i mean it does really if no if someone's listening to this and they have zero interest in chanting and they're just like forget it this goes for asana as well. This goes for anything that you're carrying uh, a line. We, we, we did not just create all of this stuff, whatever it is, <laughs> asanas, postures, sequences, melodies, 
it's all just been in this great wave of humanity throughout this time. And we're just here for a moment, carrying it along. That's it. <laughs> yes. You, no you cannot <laughs> trademark it, my friends. <laughs> Wait, nobody owns it? <laughs> Weirdly. When you, uh, when you, I know, right? When you, uh, when you put these chants together, you know, when you, your process, is it just something that like, I mean, is it something that comes up? Is it something that, you know, is it like, you know, you're, it just happens naturally? Is it time set aside or is it, is it just like a call for you? Like you could be in the middle of coffee and be like, whoa, this is, this is a thing right here. This yes. needs to happen. This needs yes, to go yes. Down. And yes. In the sense that sometimes it's a process, it's a sitting down, it's the, it's the scales, you know, it's like the Surya Namaskar A's, you know, so what I've done it, but I'm going to do it again, you know, and I'm going to show up for what's new today. And maybe there's a spark that's in it. So it's kind of like, yeah, scales for sure. And I fall off of that, just like we fall off our, you know, our asana, our pranayama scales at times, and then you get back on. Some of it is pure, uh, like you said, I'm, I'm carpooling the kids. I'm in the car and they hate it when I sing, but I don't care. And I'm chanting and, you know, I chanted them from babies all the way, you know, into teen life. And they know all of those chants inside them. So sometimes I'll hear them saying something, you know, some little chant or some little uh, song. And then, you know, it just kind of goes from there. And then sometimes, I mean, one of the stories is that, you know, I was robbed a little bit ago and, and they took everything. They took my life savings. They just took all the stuff I had set aside for my kids. I mean, it's just one of those moments in your life. And of course I crumbled and I was just in tears, but then I was just, the harmonium was open and I just sat down at this harmonium and I just started playing and every talk about, you know, using your emotions to, to, to move across from sorrow to the light, you know, and I just started playing and this chant came through and it's a chant I've done in a different melody, but my gosh, you know, it's just now I recorded it. It's on my last album and it's just been, you know, for a while I got to just work in and through those emotions through that chant. Is there any chant? I mean, I know like there's so many that you love and, 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 you know, it, there's just so many, you know, like, how do you, how do you, is there, what's, is there any one that you come back to that's just like, or your first or that one that just gives you that, like I, this, this one. Oh my goodness. Like, that is, it's like saying, what's your favorite child, but, favorite but, yeah, yeah. but, <laughs> but, you know, honestly, there are some that no matter where I go and in India that they still chant them. And those, those, like they connect me, the Guru Brahma, the really the Guru chant, but uh, honestly, the Hanuman Chalisa, which has whooped my butt, it's 40 verses plus a Doha. And, and, you know, and I, and I started probably 15 years ago trying to learn it and then I had it and then I lost it. And then I gave another year and a half, um, daily practice to it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of, uh, came back toward it humbly, just like <laughs> carrying this. And I'd say like, that's the one I go to, um, for all weathers, but that takes a little while. So if I don't have that time, you know, there's, um, probably the, the, the Maha Mrityanjaya and the Guru Mantra. So not to, not to sound weird, 
because those were if you don't understand those words so for those that are listening to like the the, the hanuman chalisa is no <laughs> joke. it's like playing a symphony by yourself yeah, kind of and, you, is, and your mouth is, is trying to get these a, pronunciations and the pronunciations uh, escape you and they, it doesn't look anything like it it doesn't sound anything like it looks on the paper uh and yeah. uh but then once i sort of set all that side i just go this is devotion to um, fusing my my individual self, like uh, that's cloaked in this body, <laughs> with my fi- my infinite self. And so, if I'm just doing that, same, it's not about me. So I let myself make mistakes. I let myself maybe even mispronounce, and I fumble. And yet, these forty verses uh, end up coming through and kind of living in my bones. You've recently started, you know, sharing more of your chanting uh, teachings um, on online, and I know you've got a couple courses in person mm-hmm. as well, which I'm super excited to get to take your course. If I feel like a year and a half, I've been trying to take this course. Um, but I, you know, I've had the pleasure of taking your online course. What inspired you to to to, to start putting it together and sharing it in, in that sort of light, which is done really well. I mean, you have like a rock star cast on there, and the way that you guys set up the program is so digestible, whether you've been chanting for 30 years or for 30 seconds, you know, it's super accessible for everybody. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad you got a chance to, to walk through that. You know, I mean, live, there's nothing like live. And of course I resisted for a very long time doing anything online. And yet, you know, what we just kind of kept being pulled forth from us, from everyone outside. It's like, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. You know, I'm over here in Europe and I'm in Australia. And, you know, if we could just have some uh, small offering for what it is that emanates out of me. Like you, Danny, you know, if you're around me, I'm chanting, you know, I'm, it's just all around me. So it's one of those things that and, be, and being super silly. <laughs> and being super silly. <laughs> you're, you're probably one of the silliest I know, which is great. <laughs> that might be true. Um, <laughs> and I f- Making noises before we start recording. <laughs> and I feel like you have a pretty good lineup of, of silly, but, you know, and also super reverential. And that's the thing is like, really, yeah. it comes from my deep reverence for this thread that has been um, carried for thousands of years and really offering it out and knowing that anyone who drops their facade, even for a moment, that drops into the, the, the heart space and their being, that then they're maybe just a little more compassionate with themselves and maybe a little more compassionate with someone else. But then maybe they also teach and may, or maybe they share in some way with their kids, with their husband, with their families um, and in their yoga studios. And then there's another hundred people that are affected and able to for a moment feel themselves, not as the, the small mind, small drama self, but connected to their heart and connected to this global community and just kind of like that. It's one thing that, that I, it, you, you're absolutely, I'll echo what you said. You, you are chanting. And the cool thing is, is to see you, you know, both when you teach, but also when you, when you don't teach, like this is the real deal. Like when you're, you're not on in front of it, you know, on a, a, whatever it is, whether you're at a festival or you're, or you're in a public class, like, when you're not in that space, you're still in that yeah. space, you know, like your, your, your practice is real and you can see it. And, you know, we, I think as your students, we see it, we, as your colleagues, you know, we see it. And I think that's why 
so one, so many people are, are drawn to you, you know, not just because of your silliness, but that's definitely one of them. Um, but also like, you know, you, you're, you're a prime example, you know, Janet, if I, if I can humbly say like, you are a practice in action, you, you live your practice. This is super, I mean, it's easy for us to get, like you said, get caught up in, you know, the drama and the, you know, oh yeah, I, I teach yoga and I'm going to post a picture here and there, but like, that's all secondary to like what you're doing behind the scenes. And that's the important yeah. stuff. And that's really, that's what? really what I just would love to give permission to everyone, whatever you're up to is that you're not in a performance in particular in yoga. It is the opposite of that. It is a deep, mm -hmm. intense, beautiful, potent inward dive to really unearth this true nature within you. So again, whether I'm parenting or, you know, picking up food or traveling the globe or at a giant festival or at a tiny intimate gathering, I just come as me humbly in this practice, mm -hmm. doing the best to offer my teacher's teachings. That's it. Second mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> We got so many mics on the floor over here. I know. Watch out, guys. Slippery. <laughs> All right. Janet, we're going to do, well, one, mm. may I ask, can we do one easy, people are listening to the show. They may be new to chanting. They, they're like, okay, all right. She's, 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 she's got They, ha she's they got haven't run ears. away yet. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're still, they're still playing the episode. The episode is still happening right now. What's a good little, what's a good little welcome? What do we, what do we give them? What do we get a little, little, little try? Om Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari Om, Om Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari one more with me, Danny. Oh, is truly just this om which is the pranava which is the cosmic roar which is your absolute yesness to this moment to this breath to this life hari is this infinite this reminder of our own nature that is divine that is interconnected to all things om hari om hari so good it's so good and it's so sweet every time. <laughs> like, it really is. It just, I, like, I mean, I wish that this was like a, a video podcast, but like, you know, as I'm sitting here listening to you, like just the sides of my mouth start to rise and my eyebrows start to lift and, you know, my eyes close when I'm chanting. It's just, yeah. it's unlike you guys. I can't really explain it. It's unlike anything else I've ever done in my life. And it's opened my heart up and it's so, that sometimes can be so like oh okay you're a yoga teacher you're supposed to say things like that you know what i mean yeah but it's really like it's made me kinder to myself yeah and Thank that's you. weird that's that is that would that goes back to what i was just the reason i do this is if there's any way that someone like you said when you leave amber you feel washed clean any way in which for even a moment, a compassion lives that dwells both for yourself within. And then that, of course, ripples out 
And so, Om, Hari Om, Hari Om. Hari Om, man, for sure. Jenna, I cannot thank you. I, you know, I just adore you and I'm so glad to call you one of my teachers. And I just, I, you know, I have the pleasure to get to see you weekly. It's just such a gift. And, and I know that you, sometimes we don't hear it enough, but thank you. Not just from me, but I'm sure from everyone that has ever, you know, crossed your paths. And I'm so excited because I got a new teacher training group started. And I always like to bring them. Like, that's the one field trip that I do as a Janet Stone yeah, class. <laughs> field trip. Well, and same for you rippling it out, obviously, you know, just even bringing people um, toward this this practice and, and shining a light on it, um, as you will do in ways that I wouldn't do. And I think that's just um, what motivates me and delights me. So my pleasure. Until the next Yogi Misfit sessions, this is Janet Stone and Danny saying peace out. Shanti, 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 Om. Oh.